Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. From the Gert Boyle Studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. When Colleen Strom and her husband moved to Maupin after they retired, they found a vibrant community, but no local newspaper. Strom, who used to run a preschool, says she tried to talk other people into starting a paper, but eventually she realized she had to do it herself. The result is the South Wasco Times. The inaugural issue of this monthly print paper was released in October. The third one is coming out soon. Colleen Strom is now the publisher and editor and one of the reporters. Her husband, retired Portland State University professor Doug Lowell, takes photographs and manages advertising and sales and distribution. He reports as well. They both join me. It's great to have both of you on the show. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having us. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Colleen, first, how did you end up living full-time in Maupin? Well, the pandemic had a lot to do with it. I had a preschool in my home, and I loved what I did, and I didn't imagine retiring. But suddenly, the rules were different. Suddenly, I would have had to let go of half of my children. How do you decide who to let go of? All of a sudden, children couldn't share Play-Doh. They had to stay six feet apart. There's no way to run a quality preschool with those rules. So it was really frustrating. And I decided my husband had already retired and we decided um, to just go for it. We sold our house and moved to Moppin. But but so that's much of your answer was why you left Portland and got out of preschool. But why Moppin in particular? Well, we first were going to move to Mexico or Portugal because we thought we couldn't afford to live in this country uh, on our retirement. But then our daughter got pregnant and she was like, ah, you can't move so far away. (laughs) So we started looking, you know, closer to town. Now, we've always loved mopping. We used to come here fishing in the 90s. Um, You know, we've done a lot of uh, we love Eastern Oregon. And so we looked, um, found a house for sale and thought, okay, we've got lots of time because it's been on the market for 100 days. And then we got a call saying someone put put an offer on it. So we ran over here, put an offer. It was the only house we ever looked at Mm -hmm. and got it. So now we live right on the Deschutes River and in this town of 423 people. And it's wonderful. Doug, what was your plan for retirement? And did it include um, being a sort of the, 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 the second banana for a new newspaper? Oh, far from it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> My background is advertising. I spent 36 years as a creative director and copywriter, and then I taught for a while. Um, <laughs> No, my idea of retirement was to try and find the cheapest place we could to live in on what I knew was not quite enough. Uh, And uh, and then with our daughter getting pregnant, we thought, okay, two hours from Portland. And then I love mopping. So it's like, okay, if we do it right, maybe we can afford this. Well, one of the things is... We could use some extra income. So when Colleen decided to start the paper, we realized it was an opportunity to maybe just kind of bring us up to the level of um, basic comfort uh, in retirement. Colleen, um, when did you realize that you wanted to actually create a newspaper? 
about a month before I did it. <laughs> I really just dove in. So um, there used to be a newspaper here, a monthly, um, and he quit three years ago, and it was called the Wampin' Rock. Uh, and it was, you know, people miss it. Uh, it was different than what we do. So it it when we met with the editor of the Wampin' Rock, um, he was very helpful and very encouraging. But he gave us some some um, advice that we didn't follow. He said, "Don't do any news. You'll you'll step on people's toes. People will be upset. Don't mm. do news." And we said, "Well, okay, we hear you, but we're not we're not going to do that." So we really do want to do news, and we want to cover the things that are important to people here, not just the Grange meetings and who brings the rhubarb pie. You know, we want to cover the. Um, school board and and what happened to the uh big money that everybody uh country you know whatever two years ago there was a, or three years ago there was a um sorry i just lost the word for that but you know why of uh, the bond sorry the bond issue and so what happened to that? Did we do everything that we were planning to do with the bond? Why are there three gyms in such a small school? We want to cover the city council meetings and, and see what happens. Because until recently, there really hasn't been anyone giving any oversight. Hmm. So if you don't go to a meeting, you don't really know what happens. I mean, you hear about it at the gas station the next day. You hear about it at the post office. But it's not always what really happened. Well, in fact, that's one of the things you noted in your first editor's note, that you went mm -hmm. to a city council meeting. And then the next day, you heard people spreading, I assume unintentionally, real misinformation about what happened. Exactly. What kinds of things, what are examples? Of that? What, are, what kinds of things did people say that, that you knew because you'd been at the meeting were simply not true? So it was a meeting about parking. And... Um, it was amazing to me the next day when I heard people say, well, I heard they're going to put signs on the main street saying 15 minutes. They're going to put, you know, signs every 20 feet. No, there's none of that. Someone said, we're going to, I heard they're going to pave over Kaiser Park and make that into a parking lot. Now, that was mentioned that 14 years ago when they first gave us the park, Someone had considered that, but no one ever talked about it as if it was going to happen now. Um, people just said, you know, things like, yeah, it was just amazing to me to hear people say that and it, they just weren't true. So, I mean, it really does sound like a game of telephone where something was mentioned and then it right. gets passed along and taken out of context. And then uh, and then some people end up getting misinformation about what's happening in their community. Um, one of the first articles you wrote had the headline, what is the deal with the yard signs? Can you <laughs> exactly. describe the signs in question and why you wanted to write about this? Oh, that was another big impetus to starting the paper. So all of a sudden one day, uh, these yard signs crept up and one of them said, don't bend mopping, which is kind of clever, right? We don't want to become bent. And the other one said, uh, keep mopping normal. Let Portland have its weird. So, you know, I thought, wow, these are pretty intense. And I 
didn't know the people that had the signs in their yard. And when I talked to people, they either thought, yeah, this is great. You know, we don't want to turn into Bend or, um, you know, I just I, I just was confused about it. A lot of people were. So when I decided to start the paper, I looked these people up. I had conversations with them. I talked to people that I maybe wouldn't have talked to otherwise and got um, a lot of information about what they felt and 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 things that go back to, you know, 12 years ago when they built the Civic Center. I mean, there's a lot of feeling that people are moving in from Portland or from elsewhere and trying to make Moppin into that, trying to make Moppin into Bend or Portland. Did the people that you were interviewing for your story, did they see you as a part of that? Probably. <laughs> you know, I, I did. I apologized all over the place that I know I'm new. I know that I'm not the person to do the newspaper, but what the heck? Nobody else is doing it, you know, and I think they got that. They I think they did appreciate that. I at least asked the question and I wanted to hear their side of the story. Hmm. I should remind folks, if you're just, just tuning in, we're talking about the new newspaper, the South Wasco Times. Colleen Strom is the publisher, editor, and one of the reporters. Her husband, Doug Lowell, takes photographs and manages advertising and sales and distribution. Doug, if there is a single page that for me captures what you can do in a community paper that you might not see in other places, it is the Canyon Rim Class of 2023, which was Aww. in the, the first issue. Can you describe the page? Yeah, what was well, first of all, what the page is for those of you who are on radio, <laughs> it's an entire full page of the newspaper divided up into 24 photographs or so. Uh, portraits I made in black and white of the residents of the assisted living center here in town called Canyon Rim. And it was the idea of Virginia Shear, the director of it, who does a brilliant job up there. You know, I'd be willing to live there now after having spent time there. And that's saying a lot. Um, anyway, Shear, her idea was, well, the seniors keep saying whenever it's time for the high school seniors to have their pictures taken. Well, if they want a real senior, they ought to come and take a picture of us. <laughs> so she decided to do senior pictures, put out the word on Facebook. I jumped on it. And uh, and I spent probably uh, two hours a day, every like three days a week for about two, three weeks photographing everyone, which was just an absolute pleasure. Hmm. Why? Why did you want to put that in the paper? You know, the whole idea here is community is the core of our existence. Uh, I've never felt the importance of community the way I have since we've moved to a small town and to a series of towns in the South County that are small. Community is one of the reasons we started the paper because we believe that disunity within the community comes from not having a common source of news. Um, we also believe that when people know each other, familiarity breeds compassion. And I thought, we both thought, let's include these people who are residents and give them a chance in the spotlight. Colleen, has working on this paper changed your own sense of of belonging or community in a place that, that you knew, I guess, from before, from fishing trips, from vacations, but you've only been living in now for a handful of years? 
Oh, completely. I mean, I I did jump in when we moved here. You know, I wanted to get to know people. So I started volunteering at the recycling center and I joined the garden club and got on the board. And I, I did a lot and I met a lot of people. But there were people I hadn't met. You know, there were people that I uh, didn't get to know through those venues. And now people know me as the newspaper lady. I mean, it's it was, you know, great. I met someone the other day and, and she was introducing me to her wife and she said, she's the one that runs the newspaper. And she said, oh, we love the newspaper. So that was pretty great. Hmm. Can you tell us about... Fooey and Flossy, they are a monthly feature uh, in your new newspaper. So I was at a uh, meeting to restore the um, Legion Hall. And so we were talking about that. And suddenly somebody brought up something about Fooey and Flossy. And I said, okay, who are Fooey and Flossy? (laughs) This is a great name. And turns out they're the parents of three of the kind of older residents here, uh, including Rod, who runs the gas station. And- yeah, and let's just say Rod Woodside has to be acknowledged yeah. as one of the most outstanding <laughs> figures and a great pillar of our society. Mm-hmm. He runs the gas station, and man, the guys, if you ever want to know what's going on, you talk to Rod. Exactly. So I heard that, oh gosh, that's that's his parents. Well, the first story I heard is the one I printed in the first issue, and it was about a potato gun. And he had uh, made, Fui had made himself a potato gun that shoots full-size potatoes and was shooting it at uh, some buzzards up in his tree. That's a that's yeah. a potato bazooka, I think, not a potato yeah, pellet exactly. gun. Oh, my goodness. And the woman across the street called the police because she swore that someone was shooting and she was getting hit by bullets. And so the police showed up at his door and, and Flossie met, met them at the door. Flossie was his wife. And they said, uh, do you know anything about this potato? And she said, no, I really don't. <laughs> and so then um, Fui came and explained what happened. And she said that the the policeman had a very hard time not laughing about the whole thing. And, and just, you know, he was one of those guys that got into mischief. So the next day, Flossie printed up her own wanted posters with Fui's picture on them and put them all over town wanted for potato gun problems or whatever it's so funny and now month in month out you will um share with um, the south wasco audience other stories about fooey and flossy exactly colleen strome and doug lowell thanks very much congratulations thank you dave thanks it's such a pleasure Colleen Strom and Doug Lowell, the wife and husband team behind the new monthly print newspaper, The South Wasco Times. The first edition came out in October. The next one, the December issue, is just days away. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.